created live on Fireside. Hello, everyone. Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. Uh, I want to, you know, my co-host Cynthia Zordich here, and we're really excited about this new, um, our new guest. But we're gonna we have a couple of different announcements. But Mindy, we just want to say hi. We're waving to you here. Uh, but we're <laughs> gonna have a couple different announcements because this is really a, a little bit of a different twist on this show. Normally, Cynthia introduces the spouse, the guest, and uh, because they've maybe had some connection. And the thing is, I'm actually going to be introducing Mindy because um, I was connected with her through a lacrosse connection, which is really exciting. So Cynthia is in a different location, and she's going to tell us what she is doing in LA and some of the really fun stuff that's happening. Yes, I just arrived last night. Um, it's it's so cool, like the things that you end up doing um, because of our um, you know our, our connections with the NFL women because of Thread um, and just knowing people. But I'm here actually for a few. We're kicking off three private screenings of Kurt Warner's new movie, American Underdog, and it's just a really beautiful thing to be able to be invited to see the movie first with a group of NFL family and friends, and um, we have different host for each city so this is the Santa Monica screening the kickoff and Charisse um, Brown and who is the founder of off the field players wives association and this year's chair for our fashion show that takes place at the Super Bowl is hosting with her Hall of Fame husband Tim Brown so it's really fun we're having it tonight at the AMC theater right here in Santa Monica and there's just a great group of NFL like players, spouses, people in the community that are coming to see the movie before anybody else is getting to see it, which is so cool. And then we just are able to give our feedback and support, you know, support Brenda and support Kurt in their new movie, and um, which comes out of Christmas um, Day. So that's pretty cool. So fun. It's called American Underdog, yeah. And then we're going to Philadelphia right before Thanksgiving. Um, and Dick Vermeil, Coach Dick Vermeil, who is played by Dennis Quaid in the movie, <laughs> which I think is so awesome. He's hosting that Philadelphia event. And Juliet, I'm so glad that you'll be there for that so with me. For That's yeah. going to be so fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we've got so many like great, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, like historic players coming with Coach Vermeil. You know, like Ron Jaworski will be there and, you know, Bill Berge will be there. And so this is going to be really like a reunion of sorts. And so um, and then we're going to Charlotte and Dominique Sensabaugh, who we had on the show already, is hosting that one with, you know, her husband, Cody. And that's kind of cool, too, because that one's going to be more like a family kind of affair. And she's going to be bringing some of the children from their foundation to watch the movie with the players. And so it's going to be really fun. It's like it's kind of wild. And this all came about because of one of my it's actually one of the players' wives that is on thread, but I actually know her personally as well. Mentioned, you know, what we do and what I'm doing, and that was how my whole connection to Lionsgate, which is so great, you know. So, little Caroline, you know, Adi, she just did such a great, yeah. you know, yeah, great, did a great job with that. So, um, look, that isn't her last name. That's her husband's first name, Adi. They, um, I know them personally from Michael Motti and Audie cool. And so we always call them Maudie and Audie. So it's actually <laughs> Caroline cool. So yeah, but really exciting stuff anyways. And I'm, I'm really happy to be here. And well, today's going to be so cool with Mindy. This is wild. Wherever you're listening, we want to say hi. And this is just exciting for Fireside to be able to give us this platform where we can do this. And I love Cynthia that you said, you know, because of the podcast and all the stuff that you are doing behind the scenes, it's really fun, the, the, the different opportunities that you're getting with the, you know, with, with this movie screening. So I, I'm mm -hmm. so excited about next yeah. week. So I wanted to welcome you guys, the YNS Live with NFL Thread, Mindy McCord. And as I said, this connection came through a lacrosse connection of mine, which is really fun because anyone that knows me knows that I played. I love lacrosse. My daughter's just starting to dive into it. So when uh, Dan actually said from Signature Lacrosse, put us in touch, he said, hey, you have to interview Mindy because her husband, Paul, started out the, with the Dallas Cowboys. 
and then was with the Baltimore Ravens when they were on the Super Bowl, right? So he was on the coaching staff when they did the Super Bowl and then was with the Jags. Am I correct with that, Mindy? Yeah. Yes. And then Mindy, the thing that's so fun is about the pivot. And this is what this show is all about, right? It's about people that followed a passion and turned it into something. This segment is just giving us a little bit more in um, kind of diving deeper into a NFL spouse, what it's like to be there, and then the pivots we take. And when I heard your story, and again, I think I like said to you, oh, I don't want to know anymore because I, I love to learn. I love to learn. And I know Cynthia is going to be fascinated with this. Um, I just, I can't wait for you to dive in. So I also just wanted to say that Mindy is going on her 13th season, right? This is your 13th season at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And that you started this, this program, the women's lacrosse program, and they are, you know, it's a top program. So, and I can't wait to you tell us all the, you know, different awards and uh, tournaments and all these different things. And tomorrow she's going to be heading out to Texas to start doing some college recruiting. So she's got her hands in all different aspects. But before we jump into that, I would love for Mindy, you just to start and just share with us how you and Paul met, you know, what it was like when he was in the NFL. And then, you know, we'll get into your pivot. Okay. So welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And thanks for having me. So excited to uh, be a part of this and be empowered by other empowering women. So thank you. Yes. Um, so I met Paul um, when I transitioned to a head coaching job at Western Maryland College at the time in Westminster, Maryland. And the name is now McDaniel College. He was the football coach and he coached track there. And every school that I've been to, I'm always like, okay, which coach is the best recruiter? Which coach you know, is the best practice planner? And everybody was like, Paul's the best recruiter. You know, so I was like, okay, I got to get to know how he recruits here. He had recruited some, you know, many um, players of the year in the conference and their football team still has the longest standing history for championships in the conference of the Centennial. So I asked him politely, like, one, you know, could you help me with a strength program? Two, I want to learn how to win championships here. And and then um, also I had an assistant coach leave. And because I thought he was such a great coach, I was like, hey, you played soccer goalie. You could be a goalie coach for me. And that's how we started coaching together. It evolved from that. So that's how we met. And um, the Ravens had their training camp at Western Maryland. And so that was a really cool experience um, on the college campus. And and he was trying out as a player and I, we were sharing office space um, with the track coach. And um, so I got to go out there and watch him, you know, in this professional setting. And, and then, you know, he had an opportunity, you know, a lot of the players really valued his coaching. So when he wasn't selected as, as the punter for that, that particular uh, signing year, they've they asked him to coach. And that's how it kind of evolved from there, how he was, you know, selected with the Ravens. And then having that Super Bowl year was just incredible. I'm sure. So um, I want to take it back a little bit. So did you play field hockey and lacrosse? I mean, I, field hockey, I actually, you didn't say that, but I, I know that. So yeah. <laughs> I want the listeners to hear. You played field hockey and lacrosse growing up. Is that correct? I did. I, I didn't start lacrosse until my junior year in high school because it wasn't, I, I ran track. Um, yep. And then they started the program at Westminster High School. And uh, and then I played in college at Lynchburg College, uh, field hockey and lacrosse. Okay. And so then you knew, like you fell in love with it. And, and I always say, because now that I play, people will, you know, some of the parents on the sidelines will ask me, okay, well, what's happening? And, I'm like, and I always <laughs> have to say, listen, there's a player and then there's a player that also can coach. I was a player. I don't know what they're doing. I know I knew what my position was and I knew what I needed to do in my position. But if you ever asked me like, okay, what other things do you need to do? No, I was just what I did. So don't ask me. And and things have changed so much from when I, you know, played. There's a couple of times my daughter, I'll be like, honey, I think you need to do this, but maybe ask your coach first. She's like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. I'm like, okay, I won't give you any advice because that's the last thing I want to do. So you fell in love with 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 the game, but then you had that coaching mentality. Am I correct there? I, I tore my ACL um, in my senior year of high school, and I had an opportunity to start a youth program in Carroll County. And so I had only played a year, so I didn't really know what I was doing. But I was reading books, and you know, as you be, as you teach skills, 
you become a better player. And I fell in love with teaching the sport. And for lacrosse, it was a little easier for me because I was new to the sport, unlike right. field hockey. And so um, I always liked it. So I always started doing camps in college. And when I graduated, I got my um, degree in psychology and health promotion as a minor. And my I thought I was going to be a counselor, right? Go get my master's degree in counseling. And and I did that. I went to Virginia Tech and got a master's degree in counseling. And my coach called me, Enza Steele, and she's still there. And she said, I, I have three interviews lined up for you to be a college coach. And I was like, what? I was like, I got to pay off my student loans. Like, I, I'm going to be a guidance counselor and coach high school. And she was like, no, you're going to be a college coach. And of course, you're not going to say no to your coach. So right. I went on these interviews and I was hired um, in my first my first head coaching job at 23. Wow. That's insane. So I'm um, and I'm just trying to take this on the on the timeline. So that's when you and Paul had already been connected yet, or no, you hadn't met yet. Not yet. Yeah. I was at Oberlin College coaching field hockey and lacrosse for five, you know, going on my fifth year. Then I took the head job at Western Maryland, is where I met met Paul then. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So you were in like your mid to late twenties then, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you, and I love the whole, like you can also obviously see, and I I really feel like a coach also is like a great networker, Mm -hmm. you know, like you, you, that's, I mean, that's one of the, the beautiful things, especially at the level that you're at. So you're networking, like looking around, okay, who can help me here? Who can help me there? And that's when you met Paul and you obviously, you guys had a connection, you clicked. Um, and so when he then started coaching, where were you? And then what kind of avenues did, because, you know, this is what we talk about on the show all the time. And Cynthia, um, I, I would love for you to jump in here. You don't have to go on video quite yet. But how many times did you and Michael move? I feel like you said 12 times. Don't forget your um, No, it was 15, uh, 15 uh, total moves, like back and forth, um, uh, in and out of houses into new homes. But yeah. And you know, being a coach's wife now, especially like I appreciate um, like where you guys are and what you've done and that, you know, the connection. But I love that you guys are collaborating on coaching together. I just think that is really unique and really interesting. But I also find it and I'll jump off again, but you it seems that a lot of the NFL players meet their spouses in when they're pursuing their dream and when they're in school. And so did you, because it sounds Mm -hmm. like right at that same time. So you actually got to witness that pursuit, which is really emotional, isn't it? And it's just what a time of their life. And to be a part of it, I always felt really privileged to, to watch somebody fighting for their dream. It it's incredible. Like I, like I've become a better coach watching Paul's process of one, trying to win a job as a player two you know, how to navigate. I mean, these guys network and they go to the convention and they, they talk to people all the time and, and it's somewhat who, you know, and it's sometimes lucky breaks and opportunities, but um, just watching how Paul navigated those opportunities and how he had to make hard decisions and at certain junctures really um, inspired me to have more of a growth mindset versus a, a fixed mindset as a coach myself. Right. And I love that. And Cynthia, yeah, go ahead, please. Um, Yeah, it's crazy how it is who you know in the network. And it's funny because when I was reading up on Paul, he mentions that he worked with Bobby April Jr. And so, so did my husband coach with him with the Eagles. So we love the Aprils and we love Bobby April the third as well, um, who like was, I think, um, at the time when we were at the Eagles, he was doing quality control. And then of course he took off and went to the Jets. And I think that he's now in Wisconsin doing great things. So what a beautiful family and what an honor that Paul was able to work hand in hand with somebody that's such a great mastermind of special teams. That's one name that Paul always has spoken so highly of. Um, Bobby has, was a, has been still is a great mentor and influence in Paul's life. Um, he's valued, you know, what he's learned from him. And, and I think vice versa, you know, having had the opportunity for them to collaborate and work together um, to help him reach his goals was, was really special. And when you find those special people in your life, you always want to, you know, keep them close. So that's, that's a neat right. connection. 
That's right. That's when they get when they get the room. They're like, okay, where's my guys? You know, because you remember people that you just yeah. love, that you clicked with, and that you respect and want to work with again. So that's pretty interesting. And I love that you guys have that. You know, because I said to Cynthia, I was like, I'm really excited for you know the NFL, and we always laugh because I say like as a layman, as someone that's not a part of it. And then the more I do interviews, and the more I'm meeting other people, networking, and hearing, you know, oh, this person was in the NFL, and then I'll say, Cynthia, she'll be like, no, let's connect. I love, you know, they're such a like-minded, uh, from what I see, right, from the outside, such a like-minded, and there's something like a, a, a true core value with a lot of the women that we've been interviewing, um, and Cynthia as well. And it's 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 the worth ethic, the work ethic, both of those things, um, but also just different ways that you guys can kind of say, hey, I see you, right? I know what I went through when my husband was in the league. I know what it was like when he was leaving the league. And even though we maybe have completely different lives, we have this 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 thing that's that's similar. And I see you, right? I see you and I can respect mm-hmm. you. So that's why I love doing this because it's always when Cynthia you know, when we, we gra- grab the women, they always show like, you could hear the spark, and our, you know, that you guys also had that same connection. And it's going to bring you back to a time in your life. And that's why I love storytelling, a time in your life that you're like, wow, I haven't thought about that. Or yes, my husband hasn't, you know, he mentions that name. And that's I can totally bring myself and transport myself back to that time. So that's what I kind of want you to do here. Because I know we ta- spoke really quickly about you know, when you started your career and you started, you know, really putting your, uh, as you said, you were coaching for five years, you were making a name for yourself, you were in your early, uh, late 20s to early 30s, and you met Paul, and he's getting these opportunities. What was it like? And if you can share kind of with the listeners, so they can understand it. What was it like when, um, you know, when he was moving teams and where you were and kind of how you guys had had to navigate? Well, when you're married to your best friend, you want to support their dreams. And, you know, he had had created a relationship with Jack Del Rio from the Ravens. And um, when Jack got the head coaching job with the Jaguars, um, he offered Paul a position. And the irony was we, we had only, you know, recently been married. And so I was, you know, coaching at, at McDaniel and we had won our first field hockey championship championship because I listened to Paul's recruiting strategy. I'm, I'm smart. I follow good people that have been successful. And, um, and I'm like, I can't, I can't leave here. Like, I, we're just starting to have success. And, you know, you go, you go do the NFL thing down there. And, you know, we, we didn't know if this was right or wrong. But the other thing that kept me plugged into staying at Western, you know, McDaniel at the time was, uh, we were in the process of adopting my niece. And so, you know, that, that planted me there. And, and that was really hard, like being married, but not with my family. And it was hard for Paul too, in his, in, you know, working with a first time head coach. And we were apart for that entire year. And then, you know, obviously like we both were coaching. So you have to trade off jobs to support each other's career paths. And, and, you know, I came down with Taylor to, um, Florida. And, and I was like, you got job security, right? Like everything's going well. Like you have a first time back coach. And he's like, yeah, everything's good. And, uh, they had some unfortunate injuries that year and special team staff, you know, they made some changes with, and, you know, I, that happened all like within a two week period of me arriving and our daughter arriving, who was new to our family. And, um, so it was, it was really difficult. Um, and I remember like having a lot of like hatred feelings, <laughs> you know, like, uh, just feeling so angry that, you know, you know, why, why did this happen? And how does this happen? And trying to understand how this NFL life worked, but it was pretty typical for these transitions. Like you were talking about Cynthia and I was pretty depressed and, you know, kind of, what are we going to do? And he got offered to help consult with Buffalo Bills at that time and Bobby April and um, and I was kind of sad and he's like well what are your dreams and I was like I I just want to like impact and mentor and help kids get to college and so he put a business plan together for me to start a club program and um, you know stay involved at the elite level of, of coaching and and the youth level and we both started high school programs to grow the sport in a developing area and that's 
kind of how we moved in, in that direction. He started a velocity sports performance with another gentleman and we got to train athletes of all ages and that was really neat. And so that's kind of how that transition worked from getting down here. Right. I love that. So I know Cynthia wants to talk about, and I know it's going to be back in the beginning when you were talking about the transition. So I'm going to pull myself off really quick on camera, and then I'm going to have Cynthia jump in, and then we're going to dive into this because I just, I love, first of all, when you said, he said to you, wait a second, what are your mm -hmm. dreams, right? You guys just, as you said, you went through, you just moved, giving up a dream of yours because you fell in love with someone, right? And you were like, well, I want to support them, as you said. And then all of a sudden, everything kind of crumbled. So mm -hmm. I'm going to bring, I'm going to pull myself off of um, interview. And then I'm going to bring Cynthia up. And then we're going to have her dive into that a little bit. And then Cynthia, you're, you're jumping up. You see the yep. invite? Perfect. Yes. Ha. Oh, there's, yeah, we have to go back a little bit because... Okay. There's so much that you just said there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing that a lot of people don't realize and in the league is that the majority of the time, the women stay behind for that first few months of that transition, especially mm -hmm. in coaching. And they do that because the kids are in school or they have a job and they have commitments and they have to tie things up on their end. Then you have to search for your home, you know, and, and the whole part of relocating. Um, what I loved is that it's also a wonderful confidence that uh, many NFL women have in saying, you go do what you need to do and I'll be fine. Um, we always said, let's do it until it doesn't work, you know, mm -hmm. and actually Michael and I dated for five years in our 20th or so year of marriage. He left for Philly <laughs> and, um, we were not together for five years because my kids were in high school and I just was like, I'm not going to take them out and you go do your thing and I'll visit you. So we did it. It always worked. So, and then when he left and went to Michigan, I went with him because the kids were all now doing their own things. But I think it's interesting that, you know, that you bring that up because you do get there sometimes. And when there is a change and it's quick and it does affect you, it does you can't help it get sad or you, you, you don't want to take it personally, but you're like, wait a minute, this is my life here. And the crazy thing is, is that you just have to learn that that is the life of the league. And that is that part of it anyways, that it's mm -hmm. constantly changing. And that means we're constantly changing and constantly moving. But I completely admire the fact that you a knew what you wanted to do, that you had your own passions and that, you know, Paul respected that immediately and saying, let's turn the tables and focus on what do you want to do? And, um, and that's what led to this incredible journey that you're on is that is a best friend. <laughs> that is mm -hmm. somebody that is really aware. Not a lot of people would do that. And so I just have to commend you on that. And, and that he also, obviously, besides being soulmate a best friend and somebody who's in love with you he also he also probably sees the amazing talent you have and realizing that you have the capacity to make such an impact that you've made so it's awesome so yeah can please you. tell more about your story which i'm really intrigued by so uh we started growing the sport of lacrosse together down here and you know um paul has a an amazing acumen for entrepreneurship He's a strategic visionary and he can create businesses that he just forecasts and sees and creates business plans. It's, it's definitely a strength I don't have. I'm, I'm more of the show me your vision and your plan and I'll work it. But um, it's, a, it's a great gift that he has. And he was able to, uh, we started a company called MCC Sports Incorporated. And it was, the goal was to change lives one stick at a time to impact and mentor young ladies to give them opportunities and grow through the sport of lacrosse in the Southeast. We had, uh, you know, he created a tournament series and created leagues and club. And, um, you know, it was, it impacted so many young ladies lives in such a positive way. And, and we got to do that together. And while we were doing that, um, he was like, you know, we should, we should try to grow the sport at the college level. And, he sent out business plans to a lot of the colleges in the Southeast and JU, he happened to do sports talk radio after he left the Jags here in Jacksonville and one of the athletic directors. And um, 
he uh, was able to get Paul and I in front of the trustees and the president at the time and um, pitch his plan to start men's and women's lacrosse. And they decided they wanted to do it and hired us to help lead the programs. And, and now we're, we're over a decade old and it was really neat to um, do that together and to build a successful program with his vision and, and my acumen. We were, we've been a great team. Yeah. Well, share some of the, I mean, my goodness, the championships. I mean, you, it, you I just can't even, t- you know, it, please share how many times you guys have won, how, what your record is, because I was just floored by it and I don't want to get the numbers wrong. I might not have the numbers right either, but um, we we made it to the Sweet 16 last year um, of the NCAA tournament and had our highest ranking um, in the sport, ranked ninth in the country. And, you know, we're a, a small private school, so it's, it's fun to be able to be on that playing field. Um, but we've had over 16 championships um, between regular season conference tournament championships and um, some scoring titles and um, my, my favorite statistic is um, we have close to 100% placement rate in jobs and graduate schools for our graduates. So we're really wanting to empower young leaders and young women to live their dreams and create opportunities to network for them. Julia, you are, you know, the lacrosse girl so get in here and I know you want to throw me out because I know you're excited right now no but I just I love I love the conversation and and then I'll pull you down that you guys just had because you could see again as I always say doing this with um with you Cynthia it always just like warms my heart because you could see the connection and it could see you bringing yourself back to those days right as hard as they were bringing yourself back and then seeing where you are now and seeing where your kids are is such like a a beautiful thing. And I think time and time again, every woman that we have interviewed, and I'm not going to name them all because I don't want to forget everyone, but we've had seven or eight women. Am Am I correct there, Cynthia? Yeah. One of the things that I like just think is so amazing is the partner always was there by their side supporting them and helping them. And I don't want like anyone that's listening to this that doesn't have a partner, right? That they're like, well, I can't do it because my partner's not supporting me. That's not true. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you do have partners that are there and they see you, right? They see you and they see your strength, I think is Mm -hmm. so absolutely beautiful. And um, Mindy, after this interview, I'm going to send you Cynthia's interview so you can hear a little bit of what her and Michael's story, because it's such a beautiful story. And then what she has created through Michael basically being like, go do something because you're talented and you're not happy right now, right? And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think is so important for women in general to hear. And the fact that that's what you're doing with the women that you're you're raising up in this program in Jacksonville is such an important thing because, you know, a lot of times men and women, but women, you know, oh, you can't do this because, oh, you can't do that because... And we can do it ourselves because we are strong, you know, strong, but to have a supportive person and to know that in the beginning, because there's so many people, you know, I know I have a young daughter now and mm-hmm. she's not dating. Thank God. I mean, she's 12, so <laughs> she's not dating, dating yet, but instilling that in them, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, your partner should see how wonderful you are because you're an amazing person. And when they see that, you're, it's, you're going to be able to lift you up even more. And so I love that your team also saw you and Paul come together, right? Your mm-hmm. children saw you and Paul come together and that your husband was there supporting you and saying, you are important and this is why you're important because I see your strengths and he sees you as a person. So I just mm-hmm. love that conversation that you guys just had. So Cynthia, I'm going to, if you click those two little lines, you can pull yourself down and then I'll put myself up. I don't want to... Um, kick out Mindy. Okay, perfect. So again, that's why I love those kind of conversations. Uh, And being in this situation where I do this with Cynthia, I'm like always so thankful because it's so beautiful to see the connection. And again, as a lame person, we can kind of see that we can see where you guys have that connection, right? Cynthia's husband now, Michael uh, coaches at the college level. And so it's bringing her back where, okay, when he first started. So I want to jump in a little bit as, as you started the program, of course, you're going to have ups and downs, right? There's going to be things that work, things that don't work. And when you started the um, first, I'm going to go into the the youth program. When you started that youth program, 
what were some of the things that, and you might be like, oh my God, there's so many, or I can't even go there. But what were some of the things that right away as a team, you guys were like, yes, this is what we need to do. And, and on the other side, were there anything that there was a couple of times where we're like, no, I really believe strongly here. And no, I really believe strongly here. Let's come in the middle. Can you think of any situations off the top of your head? I know that's hard because it's a while ago. <laughs> well, um, I think that um, in business, we always wanted to be a Christian mission to share the love of God with those that we're involved with and impact. And, um, you know, at, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if you want to put that out there, you know, like, we might turn some people away and he's like, okay, you know, cause we're the hands and feet of Christ and that's the way this rolls. And I'm not shying away from that. So it was neat for us to see how we could, you know, work our faith and our beliefs into our job right. and our, our mission. And, um, you know, so that, that was one aspect. The other aspect was to, to grow the sport, like to provide more opportunities for young girls to play. You know, Paul had amazing parents who really, um, love children and loved providing opportunities for their own children. And I can see that through his philanthropy and his love of kids. And the fact that a, an NFL coach chose his family and his wife's career path to support so that his daughter who he adopted had that stability was selfless. Real. And yeah, you, you just, you don't find a lot of people that can, pivot themselves and really create a different identity that that supports a lot of different people. And I think that he's that's that's probably been, you know, one of the best things was was learning about business from him and how to be a, a more directive, um, assertive woman to do business well, <laughs> you know, I think that that's when you're growing, you're growing people, but you're doing it through a business, you, you still have to have your mission, and your core values, and, and always come back to that. And, and when we formulated those at JU and within our company, we had a lot more symmetry and chemistry to achieve our goals and be blessed by those goals. Right. I love that. And then you guys brought that to the university level. Mm -hmm. um, right. So these are the little sound machines. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marco. Um, so then you brought it to the university. And I love that you guys said, you know, through a connection, right, another networking thing, because I really truly believe, you know, coaches, that's one of their their talents, right? When you have a good coach, that networking and recruiting and all of that is such an important aspect mm -hmm. of it. Um, so when you guys had that opportunity where you were in front of the board and it was like, okay, this is what we want to do. When they said, okay, we're going to give you guys a chance. Just mm -hmm. take us really quickly where your, your mind went. Well, I was thinking I've only coached at the division three level. Like this is division one. Like I need to learn the compliance and scholarship. So I'm, I'm thinking in my brain, like I, you know, this is, this is your business plan. Like I, I hope I can execute it, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I think that I had a little uh, self-doubt because I'd always inherited a program. I had never really, outside of the high school level, started something from scratch. And, um, you know, in the first year, Paul didn't coach with me, but, you know, he he really um, helped me to see through that hard time of having 21 freshmen and overseeing right. the men's program at the same time. And, and then in year two, it, you know, we had face such difficult times and you're one as most programs that start. And um, I was like, I, I, I need you to come on board and, and help me to change this culture and, you know, um, you know, really serve this program because like we're better together, you know, doing this. And, and that's how, you know, we got involved in now, coach, you know, when we got coaching at the college level. Right. And then, um, you know, seeing the girls, as you said, seeing that, you know, them getting jobs afterwards and doing all of that. What are some of the things, uh, if you can share, because I know not everything is, mm -hmm. is, is easily shared, but what are the some of the things that you do with your team that oh, every year you're like, this is what's important for us? Like, yes, we train this way, right? We get up, we train, we're a team. But what are some of the, um, the things that you have in place for them as they are getting ready to graduate and move on? I think life skills are so important for you. 
you're with these young women more, you know, 20 some hours a week. And I, I think that when you are a transformational coach and versus a transactional coach, that's so important um, to, to show that, that through love, sometimes tough love, you know, um, they can grow on the field and off the field. And um, you have to have a culture that, again, just follows like our, our two, our first two core values are we choose to be positive and the team comes first. And that that's for our families too, right? Like, yeah, these are things that can apply in life. And um, one of the best things we ever implemented was a communication strategy. And we call it the 24 hour rule. And this was from counseling. And um, basically, it works like this, if you feel offended, upset, you know, by anybody for anything, you have 24 hours to decide one of two things, either you're going to address it with that person, or you're going to let it go, but you're not going to gossip. Because yes. that that is where teams and women can really do harm to each other. And I would say that teaching them the communication skills outside of their phone and communicating have been really, really important to our success on and off the field. I love that. And I literally got the chills because I think that's so important. So my one of my core values is communication. So when I first met my husband, I remember saying to him, if anything bothers you, whether I did something or something outside's bothering you, I will be able to tell because I'm a very intuitive person and I can tell, I can read people really well. So we need to talk about it right away. And it's not going to hurt my feelings. I'm a big girl, but you need to address it. And that's something that I think even in all of relationships, right? We always say like resentment is one of the worst things. And when people resent each other, it's because they didn't communicate, right? Something happened and then there was a resentment and a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And so I love that that's what you're teaching the, the women. I think that is so, so important that you addressed it. I just actually had a situation with my sister and she left me this message. And I was like, I just want to let you know, this is how it came across. Mm -hmm. I'm an open communicator. You know, I'm going to say this, this is going to be a hard conversation. But if you really meant this, just say it, don't skirt around it and be angry and then move away. And it's just not worth it. Life is too short. We all have different things that we're dealing with in our lives. Mm -hmm. Open communication is so important on so many levels. So I applaud you like huge because that is something that I think is is really, really important. Um, I lack, you know, for time, because I know you are getting ready to jump off and go to Texas. Can you tell us a little bit about that tiny bit? And then I'm going to have Cynthia come up and we're going to talk about the worth ethic and work okay. ethic. So when you go to Texas, when you're doing the recruiting, what does that look like? Well, um, for the Division One level, we're we're recruiting um, the class of 2024. So um, those are high school kids, and uh, they are, these tournaments are huge. They they have you know lots of teams from all over the country. So it's kind of a one stop shop for colleges of all divisions, and we we pair that with our convention. So we have over almost 400 colleges that'll be on the sidelines watching these kids of, um, you know, probably 24s, 23s, some, um, you know, schools that still need 22s, um, potentially will be recruiting all of those kids and watching them and then watching film on them and talking to their club coaches, getting to know more about their families, because now coaches recruit the family, not just the player. <laughs> right. um, that's important. And that's, that's kind of what this landscape looks like. And then come September 1st of their junior year, we can actually get on the phone and have conversations with them at the division one level at other levels, they can, you know, military academies and other divisions, they can have those conversations sooner. Right, right. And so how, you're there for a weekend, it's a, a week, right? Mm -hmm. And how many of those do you have to do a year you personally, like, what, do you do it? Or do you have staff sometimes do it? Yeah, our whole staff will go, um, we get three recruiting opportunities in November. And then in the month of June and July, uh, those two months are the, the heavy recruiting and everybody's on the road. And it, it's important to get out there. But we, you know, COVID taught us that Zoom and video is a really valid thing that can create a little bit more balance in this crazy coaching world, so that you can do some things differently now, which I think is a value for families. I love that. And I, you know, again, I appreciate your time, Cynthia, and I both appreciate your time because we know how busy you are. And just to share that story. So that's, you know, we want people to hear like there's, you know, there's ups and downs in life, right? And if you have the knowledge of what you want to do and the support, 
and you just kind of open your mind and you go for it, right? Like if Paul came to you and said, I want to do this, but you had a lot of limiting beliefs, you wouldn't have been successful, right? You had to kind of get past those limiting beliefs. So I love that that's right, you know, when you went to school and you had that background there, that definitely helps it. But it also helps who you're coaching and who you're teaching. So yeah, you know, we're all going to have times where we're scared, we're nervous to, to try something new or jump into something. But if you don't do it, you'll never know. So I kind of love that that whole aspect that you're doing there. Um, Cynthia, do you, I'm going to have, I'm going to pull myself down. And Mindy, did you want to add anything, you know, as I pull Cynthia up um, and she has, you know, some questions for you as we close the show out? Yeah, I just, I just think that it, it, it kind of playing on what you said, it's using people's strengths, right? Like, I think we, we try to be in control of a lot of things and, and, when you really identify people's passion, their purpose and their strengths, and you give them autonomy to do that, it betters every organization yes. the way it should, but our ego sometimes can get in the way of that. And, and I think it, it doesn't serve us, us as well. Right. And, and, you know, one of the things that we do talk about this, so I love that you touched on this is that, um, and I know you believe this as well, but I really believe that God has a path for all of us, right? We mm-hmm. all have a purpose. Not all of us find it because some of us are just going at a thousand miles an hour and never kind of stop and listen mm-hmm. to what God is trying to tell us, right? So there's times where I would say like to my clients, if you feel unsettled, it's probably because you're not doing what God is meant for you to be doing. And you just mm-hmm. have to make, you know, there's not, people are not, they don't have to be unhappy. Some people think, oh, well, I'm not unhappy, but I'm a little unsettled. And I will say to them, it's because you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. And we all have chapters in our life. Not everyone finds their chapter when they're in their 20s, right? I didn't mm-hmm. find this chapter until I'm in my mid, mid-40s. And this is because this is what I'm meant to be doing now. I'm meant to have a platform mm-hmm. where I'm giving people the opportunity to share their story. I was meant to, to interview Cynthia when I interviewed her and then we mm-hmm. came up with this collaboration. Um, I was meant to meet you, you know, because this is mm-hmm. to give the story, to get give people out there like we can do it we just sometimes have to kind of dig deeper inside but not be afraid to fail not be mm-hmm. afraid to take those steps to do something and so again i just applaud what you're doing and i and i love that so i'm going to jump down and i'm going to let cynthia jump up and um it's a funny jump up and down <laughs> <We're> <laughs> typically not really jumping up and down uh and then um Again, I just you know want to thank you so much for taking the time and good luck in in Texas because I know that is going to be, um, it's going to be fun but crazy. Maybe a little. Well, you're in Jacksonville. I was going to say warmer because now it's all some cold in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm envious of the of the warmth. All right, Cynthia, take it away. Great. Um, I did want to back up a little bit because it was funny, but you kind of answered the question that I was going to ask you when you talked about let's look at everybody's strengths and what they bring. Um, what I was going to ask you, you had mentioned that first year when you really had a look at things and you decided that you would have to change the culture. And so I was going to ask you, what does that mean? How do you change the culture of a team or how do you change the culture of a group? And I think that we have cultures in our own families and I look at cultures, the attitude, you know, like change the attitude and, and I think you answered that question when you said, look at everybody's strengths and take advantage mm-hmm. of everybody's strengths. Is that true? Because that's how yeah, you went about it. Yeah, I think there's a bigger picture of, of culture and your core values. And these are things people are attracted to and standards that you're all working towards that you believe in, that you have shared values with. And then, and then it's finding your own uniqueness within you and your own personality and your strengths and your talents within that frame of your mission. You know, our mission is to be the best place to play lacrosse. So is happening? Is that, is that a reality? Do they, the girls feel that when, when they're participating on this team? And I think every decision that you make as a coach um, will should reflect those things. And um, so that that's kind of a big picture, but also how you can tie in the strengths of each individual. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Well, that ties in perfectly with, I don't know if you've had time to think about it, but if you could describe perhaps what your worth ethic is, what would you say? So um, I think finding that self-worth and, and being able to decompress in the busyness of life um, is faith for me, is, is really being able to recognize that there's someone bigger, better in control than I am, and that I trust in, in my Lord and Savior. And I, I thank him for my blessings and my hardships. 
And, you know, and I think that, you know, the cross to me is when my vertical relationship is in the right place, then my horizontal relationships and, and life is in more chemistry and flow. And, you know, outside of that, a nice bath of, of, you know, like just decompressing. And, and I think we don't, we don't give our ourselves time to reflect, you know, and so devotion time and prayer and meditation and communicating, I think is, is a lot of where affirming, affirming people, how they feel, and, you know, accepting the spaces that people are in, without keeping them and, and accepting the bad spaces that could be debilitating or limiting them and holding them accountable to, to moving forward when they're not in those, those great congruent spaces is also love. And it can be tough sometimes. But you know, I'd say there's a there's a lot of aspects that bring worth, but you have to love yourself. And and I think through God's love for me, I have a better love for myself that I can fully better love others. Thank you. That's just wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I you really. Yo, go ahead, Cynthia. It's been great. It's been a great um, you know morning with you. Morning for me, <laughs> but it's just been a great conversation, and I just so appreciate the introduction and and knowing you, and I'll be able to follow you now. And it's very impressive what you're doing. Well, same here. I I, I look forward to continue learning all this great technology that in this app I've haven't been exposed to before. So thank you for you know helping me to to connect with other empowering women and their stories. I love it. And I love, you know, uh, I love Mindy that now you're a part of the YNS live NFL thread fireside, you know, live shows. And, you know, I just love that Dan thought, hey, wait, I have someone for you to, you know, interview. And um, I truly appreciate it. And so I know you have to run, you're headed to Texas. Good luck. Thank Good you, luck, Cynthia, yeah. as always. And I know you're going to have super fun tonight at the um, the screening of Court Warners. Do you want to just throw that out there again, the screening of Court Warners? And Mindy, if you have to jump off, please do. We're just going to bring some music up, but I don't want to you know, make you feel like you're, you're stuck here. Oh. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's great. Thank you so much. Good luck. Good luck Thank and you. continued success. Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right. Beautiful. I'm going to, Cynthia, I'm going to bring myself up and then we can bring just, yourself up. <laughs> yeah. And then we can just, um, that was awesome. Wasn't that? She's I, amazing. I, I, amazing. She's Ama so calm, just nice and calm, you know, just relaxing. So calm. And it's just also nice to hear, you know, the, the, you know, a college coach with that, you know, view, because it's just a really beautiful view. And it's yeah. you know, now that I have a daughter that's heading, you know, whatever her path is. I mean, she's 12, but knowing that there, um, you know, coaches out there that are teaching, there are girls like this and this is what we're doing. We're talking about communication. We're talking about this, I think is just such a beautiful thing. And the yeah. fact that Paul, um, you know, followed her after he, you know, had won a Super Bowl as a coach and followed her because he was like, what is your passion? It's just, a, yeah. they're just a beautiful family. So I'm excited for you guys to, you know, be in contact also that you have that other mutual contact that she, right. you could see how oh. her heart just lit up when she yeah. mentioned them. Um, what a family. She, yeah. Right? They're a beautiful family. They really are. They're forever people. And um, yeah, it is. It's crazy to me. Like when um, I just really respect how she is impacting the lives of these young girls only at the youth level, but then bringing them up into the tournaments and then into, you know, university to a D1 school and then life after. Like, I love mm -hmm. that transformational. That's like starting with the transition while they're there, you know, start building those skills while they're playing. And I know so if smart. I had a daughter and or a son, I would definitely, if I was in that area or in that, you know, in lacrosse, be interested and in looking at JU <laughs> for sure. No, I yeah. know. I mean, that's the thing. And because it is so competitive and right now, I mean, you know, even when your kids were growing up, I mean, it is such a competitive world. And even with Penelope at the age that she is, you know, people already start talking about that. I'm a little like, I'm like, okay, everyone just take a break. Like, like if this is meant to happen for them, it's going to happen. And let's just all kind of, you know, flow like this weekend. I'm in Delaware on Sunday. Her first game is at 7.45 AM. We have to be at the field at 6.45 and we're staying a half an hour away. I said to her, yeah, honey, we're getting up at six. And she's like, oh, all right. And she's yeah. 12. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And some of the girls on her team are 11. Um, because it's there, it's like a sixth grade, you know, year of school. But when you see that she's like, all right, I'm in, even though that child does not like to wake up for anything, she that wakes commitment. up for lacrosse because mm -hmm. she loves it. 
That's right. Insane. And so it's That's fun awesome. to see that. And you mm-hmm. saw that with your children when they, oh, you know, yeah, really they're 6 a.m. I just couldn't believe that they did that, you know, waking up at 530 all through high school to do your 6 a.m. workouts. It's like, that's just crazy. I mean, yeah. but awesome, you know, just awesome the way <laughs> I remember my one son used to lay his uniform flat <laughs> out. <laughs> it was like a dude like laying there in the morning on game day. Right. And it was like everything was just laid out. It was like flat Alex laid out on the floor. That just always made me laugh. So that. making sure everything was there for, for game day. So right. Fun. I, I love, love that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So exactly. t- as, as we close out the show, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing in LA. And um, so for people that are just tuning in now, maybe they didn't catch the beginning. Yeah. If anybody, oh, there's a couple things too. Yeah. I'm glad you're giving me this opportunity because um, if anybody is in the LA area, um, there's still opportunity to RSVP for the private screening for the NFL family and friends, American underdog. And with Sharice Brown, who is, not only a founder of off the field and you know, you know how I feel about off the field. Um, so with Tim Brown hall of fame and Sharice Brown being the host of it, um, Sharice is actually hosting a meet and greet at the true kitchen and true foods. I think kitchen right there in Santa Monica, right across the street from the screenings. And that is a part of that same RSVP. So it's a nice way to say hi to Sharice, get to know her get to know about our fashion show that's coming up in um, the Super Bowl, which is going to be so fun. Join a committee, just see what we're doing. And then we're all walking over from there to the screening. But some people are just coming directly to the screening and it's at seven o'clock and it's nobody else has seen this yet. That's what's really, I, know. I can't I, wait to see it. I can't wait to well, see the movie. I was watching the preview and I was like sobbing. Yeah, <laughs> sobbing, right? Just because, and also like the chills. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. You know, like, it's I cool love those kind of stories. It's so true because Mindy was with Paul, and they were already working at university. He was already working doing something else. And from what from researching him, he had already had a stint. Now he was trying again. So, right. so there they were, and now he's telling her, "I'm going to try out, you know, for this team." Well, Brenda right. and Kurt, that is their whole story. How. Right. He had his dream. He knew he was going to play. And at the time, it just wasn't happening. But I, I just felt like she, I know that she had to be somebody that was just like, you're going to do this. Like, I believe in you. Right. That's why I can't wait to see how it all actually happened. Plays because out. They were such a big part of the movie. So yeah, yeah it's going to be awesome to see that, to see I somebody, a partner support somebody else's dreams, just like we talked about today. Right. I love that. So again, mm-hmm. um, this will, I am, I wonder if I should... No, I'm going to, we'll, in any of our social media, Cynthia, I'm going to put the thread so people can also like, because then the Philadelphia um, screening right. week. And, and Charlotte. Then, mm-hmm. And then Charlotte. And Dallas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Good. So if you guys are, you know, interested in any of that, please um, let us know. But I'm going to bring the weight bot up. And that was definitely a fun show. And you can see yeah. the sun coming in. So thank you, everyone. Yeah. Whether you're on LinkedIn, whether you're on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. This has been another YNS Live with NFL Thread, and we will see you guys shortly. See you later.